You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. This is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610, the sports animal. The cream of the crop. And talkabq.com. Turn it up. Turn it up. Good morning, friends of the show. I just did that little move for you. Do like a morning stretch when you get out of bed? It was just the upper body as I'm sitting. I don't hear you. I don't hear your microphone. What's the deal with that? Mike Vitale will come in and figure out what is going on. That's what happens when Mike Vitale takes one week off from the office. Yeah, when Michael when Michael gets a week off, everything goes to to well not perfect is the answer so michael's back we're gonna do a little on-air testy boy you ready van no nothing there you are you sound perfect hello hello michael's so talented and capable something or nothing nothing so let's restart this thing i am fred slow alongside me my very loud sounding co-host van nunley that's perfect van everything is just perfect good morning van how are you Oh my goodness, I am so good, and I'm so happy to have super producer Mike Vital back in studio. What's Look up, who's buddy? back. Back again. Vital's back. Tell a friend. We'll say good morning to he as soon as he's back behind the glass. After he was he was Johnny on the spot with fixing that one. That was quick. That was the way it should it be. It should have never happened, but I'm <laughs> glad that I'm worthy to be here because they need me so I can fix Hey, well, you know what? I'll put blame or blame is deserved, and I'm going to say it was J.J. Buck sitting in the number one seat all week ah, long. Really? What else oh, could wow. it have been? What else could it have been? Oh, it's J.J. I'm not going to get mad. Okay. Well, good morning, Michael. Welcome back from your vacation. How are you? I got two more days, so I don't want to hear about that I'm, I'm back yet. <laughs> what? You just snuck in for this one? You're, yeah, you're here now. I'm here for you guys, and I uh, love you guys. I'm glad to have you on. So you come in and work for us, and then you have more days off? Yeah, I have Monday and Tuesday off. Yep. What a guy. Living the dream. What a guy. Living the dream. This guy. He knows what he's doing. You won't be here on Monday, Michael. We will be here on Monday. We'll be doing the 4 to 7 on Monday. Ah. So check us out now, but also check us out on Monday. Were you listening in this week, Vital, or did you completely no, disconnect? No, I, you know, I completely disconnect, and especially I love that. Good. what happened in Afghanistan because I was uh, deployed there. Ugh. Just talked to some buddies from uh, Vegas where I used to live, and uh, kind of a tough week for Marines. Insanely so. tough. There's a, uh, I tell you, I cannot find a positive thing to say about war. I'm not that I don't, I don't have it in me. I'm, but right now is a terrible time. The funk band is very good. Okay. What is it good for? Yeah. Absolutely nothing? Yeah. Okay. War the band is very good. This is ABQ Central. We're presented by Dave and Busters. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're outside the studio, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We are not at Bourbon and Boots this morning. That's correct. We had originally planned to be live from Bourbon and Boots, but we got the oust. We got the last minute oust from Bourbon and Boots, Mike. Vital, we got bumped for Pilates. We got, yeah. Oh, are you kidding? I'm dead serious. <laughs> I'm pulling up the flyer right now. A bunch of fit women 
are going to do Pilates and drink champagne. Bubbles and booty workout class. Bubbles and booty. <laughs> Tone your glutes at Bourbon and Boots Saturdays at 10 a.m. with the gorgeous Natalia. 15 doll hairs. Go down there to Bourbon and Boots this morning at 10 a.m. And have bubbles, I assume, is... Champagne. Okay. Or but, sparkling wine. Ah, because if it's champagne... It has to be from a suburb in Illinois. That, I don't believe that's correct. You're talking about the University of, El- of Illinois. Champaign-Urbana. Yeah. It's Champaign-Urbana, where Mike Vital grew up. Yeah. So anyways, if you want to get your... I'm assuming this is workout or yoga. We should get... We, we should just reach out to Natalia. But that's going on at Bourbon and Boots this morning. Uh, $15... Includes a mimosa or a rosé. It's it's not exclusive to ladies. I don't have the flyer pulled up. I have it. I'm looking right at it. Is it? Do they let dudes in too? I would assume they let dudes in because the flyer is very pink and turquoise. Yeah, but it's very female centric. But I don't think that they're going to kick some dudes out if you want to go down and do some yoga. To be fair. To be fair. Be fair. I don't feel like the phrase bubbles and booty is exclusive to the ladies. <laughs> I think that would apply to me easily. I've always wondered what it's like to have butt cheeks. We've walked into places and people are like, oh my God, there's bubbles and booty. <laughs> like that's a thing that's happened to us. Maybe this is actually for us. Which is which? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so $15 going down to bourbon and boots, you can take a part in that you know tell them we sent you i don't know what that will do i just think it'll be fun do you want to cut the show out an hour early and go down there yes let's, that's the dumbest question you've ever asked let's go vital you're off an hour early <laughs> tell, we're shutting it down at 9 50 so we have 10 minutes to get down okay for... I'll, I'll do my own my own show yeah I, oh you do so good at that on the the text line people ask all the time when is vital going to get his own show you know what? I, I just love uh, working behind the scenes. Seriously, I'm not trying to act humble, but I just like working with you guys. You guys are the guys that are smarter than me, way smarter. Hold up. You are not. You are so. the face of this station. I do not know. I do not know why you said you're behind the scenes. Everyone in town knows who you are. Probably. Even if I got a, a ticket for speeding, would they wipe it out? Hey, I know your voice. Make a call. I mean, if you're asking, really, we can make a call. Have you ever had somebody wait, like you're at a grocery store and someone's like, hey, I've heard your voice before. Are you on the radio? Yes. Yeah. All the Never time. All the time. Me. Never happened. I'm still kind of freaking out that someone just told me that I'm smarter than them. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. And gosh darn, it's, you're good enough. Usually it's small children. When I like, I'm able to do a normal task that children can't do, and children are like, "Oh my God, you're so smart!" And it's like, "No, I know how to open a can of pickles." That's well, that's more physical than <laughs> actual strength. Well, they don't know which way to twist. They're dumb babies. That okay. <laughs> uh, if you've been listening to the station all week, you've heard some different voices and some exciting stuff. Uh, welcome to the team, Amari Castillo. Uh, she's an amazing talent. She's joined the morning show as their producer. So if you are a fan of local comedy, okay. if you're a fan of ladies that are very comfortable with their sports knowledge, check. if you're a fan of, well, just being entertained, uh, Mari Costello is that for you, sports comedian, CEO, PTV, producer of Asked and Answered Podcast. S- say that name again. 
Uh, Amari Castillo. Okay. Vital, do you want to spell check that or um, is that not, is that pronunciation correct? check that? I believe it's Amari Castillo. That's what I said. Yeah. You said Costello, didn't you? Oh, it's all the same. You're thinking of, you're thinking of Frank <laughs> Costello. I'm from the Midwest. We've had this talk a hundred times. Double L doesn't mean anything to me. Ah, uh, okay. Good point. Very good point. So, Amory is uh, just an excellent co- uh, contributor to, to well to the station. So we're excited to have her. So tune in on the mornings with her. Uh, I believe Jeff will be back on the morning show next week. So that will be uh, just about as cool as it could possibly be. Uh, you will hear the morning show. You will hear us at 4 p.m. on Monday. You guys in all week or just Monday and Tuesday? Uh, we are in a lot of the week. We are not in all week. So you will catch us. Oh, okay. Yeah, Monday. So when I come back. Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yes. We are on. So you will, we'll have you Wednesday oh, and Thursday. Okay, cool. Obviously, there's some isotopes baseball. It's going to make some stuff happen. And then, so very exciting, uh, Monday night after the isotopes game starting at 10 p.m., true to the game. So that's Mike Trujillo. So that's Ooh. at 7. Uh, so it's it's immediately following the Isotopes game on Monday. Oh. oh, okay. So that'll be, so just be prepared for that. So after you're finished with the Isotopes game, listener, true to the game with Mike Trujillo. And then they, we'll, debuts on Monday. Yes. <laughs> that's very exciting. Yes. And then it'll be, it'll be at 7 o'clock every time there's not an Isotopes game or there's an Isotopes day game. You and I are going to try to go to the Isotopes day game on Tuesday. Yes, we are. Because we need that. Let me check my schedule. We, well, I've already checked it. You're free. Because we have the same schedule. Yes. So that is the plan. So if you want to hang out with us on Tuesday afternoon, you can do that because we will be at the Isotopes game. Um, Just not get at us at TalkABQ. Tell us what section, what seat you're in. We will find you. Come give a high five to the boys. Oh, please do. I'm a hugger. Fred's not. I'm not a hugger. I don't even hug people that care about me. I've never hugged Fred. We've been dear friends for years and years, and we've never hugged each other. Oh, God, I think that's true. I, I just did that. Like, look back in your memories thing. A lot of sports going on in the world this week, which makes this show so very easy. I'm going to go into depth on the Saints because I like that. Ooh. Yeah. I like I like sports stories that are sports adjacent, and there's some going on with the Saints. I'm into that. Your boys in New York, the New York Yankees, have decided to win every game that they play. Which which Saint are we going to talk about? Like, Matthew, mm-hmm. Mark, yeah, Luke, maybe? Uh-huh. Juan. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's all right. So you're mispronouncing that one. Oh, I learned it from you just now. Ah, Jesus. So there's a lot of them. So we're excited about all the sports going on in the world. We teased it all week long when we were on the afternoon program that we would be covering this Nirvana Nevermind story. So we'll do that mm-hmm. today because if it can still be relevant 30 years later, you make sure I'm going to be a part of that. For sure. Yeah. So very excited about that. Very excited about Michael Vital being back. I did not yet mention I-9 Sports. I-9 Sports is currently waived their late registrations van for their fall leagues. They're so kind and considerate. They are. And they recognize there's a turmoil. There's a, hey, what's, go- what's going on with the legality of, of sports and being outside and, and groups and, and masks and vaccinations? And I-9 said, listen, we got you. So connect with I-9 Sports, and they're going to they're gonna labor your weight fees and your registrations. For your registrations, get the kids out there, get them playing. So that's a very exciting thing. All right, here's the thing, man. What's the thing? Preseason football is the thing. I'm obsessed with it. You're obsessed with not watching it whatsoever. Yes, yeah. I do. I make I make an a, like an effort to not watch it. 
I go so far out of my way. If I think it'll be on at a bar or restaurant or brewery, I will not go into that place. Unless, of course, it's Dave and Buster's or Bourbon and Boots. Go down to Dave and Buster's tonight. You can watch the Gladiators play their playoff game against the Iowa Barnstormers. They're doing the watch party down there. You hang out with the boys. That'd be kind of fun. Another opportunity to hang out with the boys. Now, you and Sebastian are going to be down there tonight. You and Sebastian Noel, voice of the Gladiators. I am not. Oh, I, you get double booked? I got double booked. Oh, man. I'm going to go see Dirks Bentley. So I'm going to take the lady. What's that? So I thought it was a band. It's a person. <laughs> so and We've done a lot of commercials with him. Yeah. So I, I was not aware that Dirks is a name. I recently learned that. I thought it was a new truck. That, so we were, we were. Well, we, obviously, it's a luxury car. It's a Dirks Bentley. It's a special that, model. Yes. I've always thought that they were referring to a new luxury car when someone said Dirks Bentley. Yeah, that's why I, I, I agree with that. When someone said, "Have you heard that new Dirks Bentley?" I thought they were talking about the engine. Yeah. Okay. So I, I like a a Bentley, which is like a three hundred thousand dollar car. Yeah, but the Dirks model is one of the nicer ones. So you could take it off road. Oh, okay. that's the thing. So the mud flaps. So we will. Me and the lady will be down there tonight, but you will be watching the Gladiators. I. Uh, hey, thanks for the invite, by the way. No, you didn't get it. <laughs> This is like the first thing we haven't done together in quite some time. Yeah, uh, that was pointed out to me by the missus. Yeah. <laughs> so she said she, well, she needed some alone time. She said, "What if we do something without Van?" I said, "Okay." I mean, she she wasn't very comfortable with our face to face toilets that we have in our dual apartment. Ne- well, yeah, but neither was the contractor that put them in. But we don't we don't cast judgment. <laughs> Grab a break. I want to talk New Orleans Saints when we get back. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Make sure you're tuned in, tuned, subscribed, liked. I don't know a word to use with social media. What word would follow. you follow? Follow. Make sure you're following everything at Talk ABQ because we got like four or five big announcements next week, like huge stuff, like game changer stuff. Yes. And I'll, here's how I'm going to tease it because I like to tease. Follow at Talk ABQ on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Do we have a TikTok? No. Well, is my breath bad? Yeah, okay. That's that's TikTok. <laughs> oh, TikTok. Sorry. But we are going to make all the biggest announcements starting next week. Um But yeah, just like it right now. There's no reason to wait. Like but the no boys wear a lot of hats. Got a lot going on. We're doing a lot of stuff. And as much as we can, we will include Mike Vitale. Dirk Bentley. That's a good one, actually. BMW Bentley. 505-246-0610 is the phone line. It is open to you. It is also the text line. It is open to you. Graphic Connections is the title sponsor of both of those on this program. You call us. We'll call you. Well, I guess we won't call you. But you text us. We'll text you. The New Orleans Saints van. Are you familiar? 
I like the regular Orleans Saints, but the New Orleans Saints are pretty cool, too. Is there a regular Orleans? Yeah, there's got to be, right? Where's that at? It's over there. Like, is this is this like a Spain thing? I guess. It'd probably be a France. I would. That's what I meant to say after yeah, I said a, Spain. There's got to be a Orleans in France. You would think there's an Orleans in France. Hey, I got the Googles right here. Yeah? Let's see where Orleans is. Oh, Orleans sounds like the next pandemic. So the New Orleans Saints... They got a football team, or they got quarterbacks on their football team, and they, in my opinion, have the best quarterback on all the NFL and take some health. Orleans is a city on the banks of the Loire River ah. in north-central France. There you go. It's the capital of the Central Val de Noir region. Joan of Arc famously saved the city from English siege in 1429. Yeah, but... There's Orleans. Couldn't save herself. The very little. Everything I know about John hey, Arc. Hey, sick burn. Yeah. Oh, good one. <laughs> Everything I know about John Arc is from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, so it's not a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a very limited. I know Alicia Keys wrote a song about her. This girl is on fire. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good one. Thank you. So the New Orleans Saints picked a starting quarterback yesterday, Van. Okay. So you have world beater. Jack of all trades, greatest quarterback in the NFL, uh, proud Mormon, Taysom Hill, or you have firmer, former first-round draft, overall draft pick, biggest bust in the history of the NFL, even bigger than Jamarcus Russell and Ryan Leaf combined, Jameis Winston. Who'd you pick? Jameis Winston. Yes, they picked Jameis Winston. Duh. No, not duh. He's a better quarterback. What? He's, he's a quarterback. Hill is not. Am I confused on when Drew Brees goes out for nine games over the course of the last two seasons? Do they put Jameis Winston in, or do they put Taysom Hill in? Well, Jameis Winston was recovering from his LASIK surgery because apparently he's been blind his whole life. He has been blind, yes. Now he can see. He can see that he's a strong backup in the NFL. I think he's going to do great this year. Do you? I think he's going to – okay, great's not the best adjective. He's going to do wildly above average this year. Low-key blind, he threw for 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns one year. Yeah, blind. Blind. He led the league in touchdowns and interceptions blind. Well, that second one makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. People still catching the ball, even the other team. Bringing it in. Yeah. He's throwing it to people. But he was super blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now that he's not – he refused to wear glasses or contacts, and he was like, "No, I'm very good blind. I can't. I can't ruin this." Then they finally broached the topic of LASIK, and he's like, eh, eh, "Okay." Who gives you the best chance to win? Jameis Winston. No, he does not. I know you're madly in love with Taysom Hill. I get it. Have you seen him play football? Yes, it's very fun to watch. He's prototype. You can go out there and be like, what prototype? The hill. Prototype okay. of what? He's a right-handed Tim Tebow? This should be but the- Mormon? Yeah. He's, he's I'm be- going to say yes. He's bizarro Tebow. Instead of left-handed, he's right-handed. Mm-hmm. He's better and, than- Instead of Christian, he's Mormon. He's obviously better than Tim Tebow in a million different ways. Are they the same age? No. I wonder the well. One's Mormon. Age difference. Tim Tebow is like thirty-four. Taysom Hill's like twenty-eight. And here's the thing: 
Taysom Hill, I want to touch the ball every single play. I want him, if he's not under center, he's the running back, and you're handing it to him. If he's not the running back or under center, he's running the wide receiver screen. Taysom Hill's 31. That's so old. That's crazy. That's that Mormon stuff. It feels, that's it right there. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had to go to Mexico City and, and convert people. Winston may be a turnover machine, but he did throw for over 5,000 yards. He's very good. So he's capable of being a quality quarterback if he can cut down on his turnovers. Hill is a gimmick player. No, what? Taysom Hill did his, uh, what is what is it called? Um, what's it called? Uh, his mission? mission? He did his mission in Australia. Oh, okay. So he went on vacation. Yeah, good work if you can get it. Yeah. That's a lawless, godless nation. No. They do not need Taysom Hill there. No one is going to convert in Australia. They're just too busy, like, not dying from everything. <laughs> I think Sean Payne knows what's going on. He knows what works for his offense. Well, he don't lose. Let's, I mean, let's make sure there's no confusion on that. Even when he's the best coach in the NFL. I'm just going to say that, too. Even when Drew Brees is not in. They win games. I think I literally saw the stat where over the last two years when Drew Brees is out, they're eight and one. They still have a winning record. They're eight yeah. and one. Made Teddy Bridgewater look good. Made Taysom Hill look like a world beater. Enough to convince you that he should be the starter. Taysom Hill, though, who has traversed the Australian Alps. Don't know Sorry, if that's the, the, the what? <laughs> the Australian Alps. The what? That's a thing. I mean, the Austrian. No, Australian. The Australian would be outback. The outback. Yeah. Guys. It's so big they named a steakhouse after it. There are mountains in Australia. Are you guys being serious right now? You don't know this? Yeah, it's the outback. It's flat, coast to coast. No, that's in the middle. <laughs> there are Alps in Australia, you savages. Read a, read a National Geographic from the last 30 years. It's at like the, the bottom. Victoria and all that stuff. South Wales. Oh, my God. Look at that puppy. Vitale, you don't know this, but by degree, I'm a teacher, a teacher of geography. No, you are not. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Really? I have a full-on degree in social sciences that I've never really applied to anything. How is social sciences geography, geography. all of a sudden? <laughs> Falls into it. Just social sciences doesn't mean like social media of science. You can't just lump them all together. I'm the one that had to tell you that there are mountains on a continent. Of course there's mountains on a continent. I don't know, Fred. The, uh, the geology and ecology and birds and insects and everything there is underground. No, Van. It's not, Australia's not actually the depths of hell that you think it is. The only thing flat about Australia is its affect. Okay, that's a good one. Thank you. So, Sean Payton's taking the coward's way out and putting Jameis Winston as starting quarterback. Taysom Hill is still going to get a lot of snaps at quarterback. He should. He's going to play everything. Well, every time he gets the ball, he does something exciting, it seems. Yeah, but you don't want him throwing it 40 times a game. He makes plays with his legs, but. I have a plan. If I'm Sean Payton, I let Jameis Winston start the game. That's fine. That's fine. And if it's 0-0, or if you're chasing, James Winston is your quarterback. 
because he will do dumb stuff. He will throw it 500 yards down the field. He will, excuse me, I totally screwed that up. He'll throw it 50 yards down the field. He'll try to score in every play. He will. He's like, yeah, let me go get some points. Now, if you have a lead, you put Taysom Hill in. And just do Tebow stuff. Just do Tebow stuff. Do the safest thing every time. See, I'm not mad at that. Draw, run, slant. He's gonna get. He's gonna play every position on the field except for center. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. He's gonna do everything. He needs. And that's to... what you pay him to do. You don't, I, I you don't give, pay him to throw it forty times a game. No. I, I give Winston till week six, and there's a good reason Tampa Bay got rid of him. He's a turnover machine. Not anymore. Well, as, as now he's got to prove what he's learned to take care of the ball better than last year. And me and Vital know he's going to start off the season zero and one. Isn't that right, Vital? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. But Devin Funches just got cut. Well, he wasn't that good. He was kind of <laughs> on the backside of his career. He was slow. Winston has he's got to get better at making decisions, and I think that's one of his issues. What do you mean, like in college? <laughs> Yeah, hide the crab legs, right? <laughs> he there's so many crab legs in New Orleans. You think that's distracting? You think of crawfish? They have crawfish legs. Well, they also have crab. I don't, I don't know if that's true. But it's the book. Gulf of Mexico's right there. Of course, they have crab. Teacher. That's like hot water. <laughs> Crabs live in cold water. Crabs live everywhere. What? Yes. No. You're thinking of lobsters? They're sea bugs. No, lobsters live forever. Crabs are everywhere. Okay, I hate crustaceans. So I do have a limited knowledge here. Vital knows all about crabs. Well, you're a marine biologist, right? No, I'm not a marine biologist, Vital. Is that where you, like, take blood pressure of soldiers? You're like a marine biologist? Is that that what that is? That's that's not what, first of all, biology and biologists are not the same word. And this, crabs and, like, lobsters and, like, shrimps and crawdads, they're just big old insects. That's not something I want to eat. Yeah, they're water bugs. They're oversized bugs. Even bef- before I went veggie, I, s- I never liked shrimp. No. They just gross me out. They got yeah, a little poop trail in yeah. them. Yeah. You got to clean the poop out of them. I, I zero want that. <laughs> Lobster is just a spoon for butter. Sure. I get that. I don't want to eat that. So, also, I low-key hate fish, but that's not a conversation either. The, but that's for their existence. The jam band? P-H-I-S-H. <laughs> yes. Dirk Spentley loves crabs. That's probably true. Yeah, he's been on the road a lot. I bet he's had crabs a few times. If he plays Margaritaville <laughs> tonight, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, man. Because I feel like that's like a like a Caribbean thing, and you just told me that Caribbean Isles are full of crabs. Oh, okay. Key West, the Keys. Just I'm not going to eat anything with an exterior shell. That, to me, is gross. I'm not going to eat turtle. What about M&M's? Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central, live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered <laughs> by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing a game with the I-9 Sports. and we're having a drink, we're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Big thank you to Stephanie Griffin for producing for us all week. That was very nice of her. She did great. She's very talented. She's like uh, a diet Vital. She's like a JV Vital. Yeah. I trained her. Oh, is that true? Yep. Oh, there you go. She knew She knew where at or near all the buttons were. Mm-hmm. So that's good. The New Orleans Saints are going to take on the Arizona Cardinals tonight in preseason football psych. What happened? Well, 
There's a hurricane a brewing. Let me tell you a story of the hurricane. I'm listening. The man the authorities came to blame. Don't know that lyric, if that's a lyric. It's Bob Dylan's song, Hurricane. They're not all winners, Fred. I'm going to keep throwing them out, though. That one you missed me on. Yeah. You're not a Bob Dylan guy. You didn't do a Bob Dylan voice, and I know you have one. I do. So there's a world of disappointment here. I'm so sorry. Next time. There's a hurricane a brewing. If it is, <laughs> very good. So there's this hurricane that's going to hit New Orleans. Um, Category four. Yeah. Also, deja vu, right, boys? I mean, yeah. we've been here. Come on, guys. Yeah, we've been here. Hey, you know what they should do? Move. Yeah. Literally anywhere else. Literally. You know who would like a team? St. Louis. So the New Orleans Saints say, we can't play here. Oh, my God. That would be a perfect match. Yes. St. Louis. Yes. I never thought about the that. The St. Louis Saints. They might have to play there this year. They still got the lights on at that stadium over there in St. Louis? Yeah, and actually it's more profitable than ever because it turns out when an NFL team leaves, you don't have to block off half of your year oh, yeah. because you don't know when home games and away games are. And you can have monster truck and, and boat. Expos every single weekend. So originally, the Saints said, well, it's a night game, but we'll play it during the day so we can beat the hurricane. And the NFL was like, cool. Meh. And then the Saints were like, actually, let's just call it. Let's just cancel this thing. There's only three preseason games, but two's cool. We got Jameis Winston. Hey, I'll tell you what. Let's practice somewhere else. That's the thing, isn't it? Because, like... None of the players are going to play. No. All these scrubs are going to be on the practice squad uh-huh. in a week. It's just it's their time to shine. This is the NFL telling you that it doesn't matter. The preseason does not matter. Preseason is like the adult version of athletes showing their mom their macaroni art. I agree. Because the only people that are going to show up to watch are their family. Preseason. They don't matter. It's like whenever you buy a video game and you do like the the tutorial levels. No. Just jump into the video game. Start playing the actual game. Yeah. <clears throat> Preseason is so soft. Because the NFL has what? The NFL dollars, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to tell me in the state of Louisiana or surrounding area or heck, Arizona. That you, the NFL, can't find a college or high school field that's available? Or, like, even in Louisiana, up the road a little bit. Go up the road. Like an hour away where the hurricane's not going. How about LSU, Baton Rouge? There we go. like 40, 50 miles north. Forget it. Let's go to Lafayette. Let's go anywhere. Because we need preseason football. It's so dang important. It's not important at all. They were playing the Cardinals. The Cardinals stadium has a friggin' roof. Could have went there. Is there anything going on there this week? I'm going to look right now. Because if there's not, then I'm really going to turn this up a notch. Is it still called the University of Phoenix Stadium? I really don't know. It was last time I went. I feel like that's something I should know. No, it's something different. I State think. Farm Stadium. Yeah. So State Farm Stadium looks like it has nothing today. But if you're in the area, all right, I just lied. It has a job fair. 
Taysom Hill needs a job. Did you hear what I said? He should have went. <sighs> Join the Arizona Cardinals game day staff at the State Farm Stadium job fair. The NFL couldn't figure out playing their preseason football game <laughs> because there's a four-hour-long job fair. <sighs> the NFL does not care. Because preseason doesn't matter. It does not And matter. they know. How many snaps is Dak Prescott going to take this preseason? The answer is zero. Zero. Sean McVay, before the preseason even started, said, my quarterback is not getting on the field no. all preseason. None of our starters are going on the field during preseason. A lot of coaches have came out and said none of the players who are going to play in the regular season will play in the preseason. You got 17 games this year. Just play those. Oh, the ones that matter? Those are the ones that matter. Except for some reason you can tie now, which is stupid. I don't care about ties. I think in soccer, they're awful. You should just have a shootout. Yeah. Somebody needs to win. In hockey, they're awful. You should just have a shootout. In football, they're awful. You should just have a shootout. I'm not big on ties anywhere in the world. Not even like in the business world. Not in the business world. I don't want nothing around my neck. No. I don't want some piece of cotton choking me all day. That's dumb. Who invented that? It's dumb. I believe it was invented by the uh, horse riding Mongols because it was an easy way to wipe sweat from the brow. I'm not even going to Google that. <laughs> I know that's correct. <laughs> Maybe Sumerians, but same kind of scenario. It's one of those two. Oh, from Sumer? Yes. Yeah. But that's what it is. It's dumb. <laughs> we as a society, I'm not talking about America. I'm talking about humankind mm -hmm. should have evolved past ties a long oh, time ago. Maybe you've never been to Texas. Let me tell you about the bolo. I was born in Texas, dummy. Okay, maybe you're as blind as Jameis Winston. Is everyone down there? Where's the bolo? <laughs> okay, how are you going to wipe your sweat away with they a bolo? They New Mexico, too, though. Is there a lot of bolo here? There's you not. You don't get out a lot. Me? Yeah. I told you I saw those boots with the little... Uh, the, the toe that goes in a spirally boy. I want you to ca take a bolo count at Dirk's Bentley tonight. Yeah, you'll see some. Oh, God, that hit me so hard. What's the over-under, Vital, on bolos at a country concert? I just, I was, I just now thought 30%. about my... Oh, yeah, easy. I just thought about my dress for tonight. You're wearing a dress? No, like what I'm going to dress in. <laughs> Your attire. <laughs> I, believe bo I believe they're entertaining. Wranglers. Okay. I do own, like, Wranglers, because Wrang Wrangler butts drive girls nuts. Uh -huh. So I have that. You have a pair of Wranglers? Yeah. You have some boots? Mm-hmm. Not, not like a cowboy boot. I have, like, work boots. I have, like, is there a thing as formal boots? I have that. <clears throat> formal boots? I don't know. They're, like, nicer. I don't know what to call them. Are you wearing with a suit, like dress boots? Could. Oh, okay. I'm like the fancy cowboy in old cowboy movies. I'm not a. I'm not like a dime store cowboy. You're a rhinestone cowboy. Thank you. Yeah. You want to wear my cowboy hat? I own. I unironically own a cowboy hat that I stole from a Super Bowl in Houston at a at a Robert Kraft <laughs> slash Flo Rida Super Bowl party. Pretty please. 
wear your Bud Light 30-pack cowboy hat. I also have that. tonight. I own that. Yeah. Vital, I have a cowboy hat made out of old Bud Light, like, packaging that's been paper mache into the form of a cowboy hat. Yeah. Does it look nice, or is your girlfriend going to, like, dump you there and get out of your or leave you alone? The answer is yes to both of those questions. If, if she hasn't left him yet, I don't think a Bud Light cowboy hat's going to do it, Vitale. And she knows it exists because it's prominently featured. It's the centerpiece of your living room. Yes. He's got it mounted high on his wall. I would give you my cowboy hat, but you have a significantly larger head. So on you, it'd be like a, like a cowboy hat yarmulke. You would just be like, just rest in the back of your head like this like to just place it upon mm-hmm. so i'm a seven we've had this talk i'm a seven and five eighths guy yeah i'm seven and a quarter vital what are you uh in between that okay, okay. <laughs> vital doesn't work like that. seven and five eighths I so, think. so you're, well, you're hold on. seven and a half is what you're saying now that i think about it i've never seen vital in a hat well he has a sharp haircut you're not a hat guy, Vital. I go in phases, stages. Yeah. I think Vital's like a scully guy. Pull a little beanie down. I could see that for sure. Actually, I like golf hats. Oh, okay. All hats matter. Okay. Yeah, so totally agree with that. What doesn't matter is the NFL preseason is proven to you today. Put zero effort into rescheduling it. If you were at I home- think they didn't even make a phone call. No, I bet they didn't. I bet they did not at all. Every stadium in the area is like, oh, it's our time to shine. Saints and the NFL are like, this doesn't matter. You know what they can do? Replay last week's. They're going to be perfectly fine. They wouldn't. No one would know. No one would care. You know why? No one watched it last week either. That's not true, though, right? I mean, well, people's family and friends watched it. And also, you can watch, like, super dumb heel Cliff Kingsbury be like, But we really needed this game so we can move forward on our roster decisions. Because there'll there'll be that narrative, too. No, you don't need that. You can do that at practice, (laughs) which a preseason game is. I ain't talking about the game. I'm talking about practice, man. Dak Prescott has thrown 10,000 passes to uh, Lamb, right? He's thrown 10,000 of them. And he's like... Okay, time to do it in preseason. No, you've already done it 10,000 times. It's the exact same thing. It's literally the same. Yeah. But I really need to know how backup quarterback Case Keenum's going to hold up in, in Cleveland. No, you don't. He's going to be fine. He's been a veteran for a million years. He's been practicing his whole life. Yes. He doesn't need any more practice. But we really need to evaluate these professional athletes. Here's why you don't. They're professional athletes. They're professional athletes, yeah. yeah. It's not a guy you're thinking about redshirting after he gets a free car to see how it goes to his head. <laughs> Grab a break. The Yankees refuse to lose. Dave and Buster present ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Not one, not two, not three, not four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. But a baker's dozen, Van. That's 13. That's how many dubs. 
the heroic New York Yankees that put up in a row. That's just a ragtag bunch of nobodies just doing it, right? <laughs> oh, wait, no, they got the second biggest payroll in baseball, and they're filled with all-stars? Oh, okay. Congratulations, Yankees. You're doing what you're supposed to do. No one is supposed to win 13 in a row. The Yankees are. They haven't done it since 1961. No, they've done it before then. Mm. Really? That's like 60 years or so. 70 years. That's like 80 full years. <laughs> it's incredible to me. Yeah, Garrett Cole, 200 strikeouts of the season last night. No big deal, right? The A's, 8-2. With or without sticky stuff, he's very good. Yeah. No, that's Sean Manea you're talking about who got his glove taken away before the first pitch last night for the Oakland cheating athletics who are a bunch of losers. God, they are losers. If you're an athletics fan, I mean, you just turn your baseball fan card in. They're a bunch of cheaters. They're a bunch of losers. You still going to be a fan when they move to Las Vegas next year? The biggest. They're my new team. they looking up at the Astros, too. I can't wait to go to Las Vegas and watch baseball. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it'll probably be really comfortable. Probably won't be too hot at all. You know they're going to be playing in a dome. You know they will. Retractable at the very least. The Yankees hit four home runs last night. Combined for over 1,600 feet. (laughs) Watch out, baseball world. Rizzo's been playing real well, too. That's a nice pickup they got. Stanton, he's he's been doing well. Everyone's doing well. The whole team is doing well. World Series, I think the Astros are better. What? No. I do as well. 100% no. Did they win 13 in a row? One more games. Can I tell you the number of places I'm willing to pitch to the New York Yankees? Low and outside, and that's only that's it. That's it. Like forty walks a game. Yes. Hope they hit into double plays. In their depth chart, they got four first basemen who are all stars: Rizzo, Voigt, Lemayhu, and Gallo. <laughs> <laughs> you got four first basemen who have been all stars. Listen to this. Embarrassment of riches. The Yankees, this is a stat I'm taking off of pinstripealley.com, which I'm not super familiar with, okay? So in the, I guess, fourth inning here, Aaron Judd, Judge hit a ball 111 miles per hour off the bat. Rizzo, 103 miles per hour. LeMayhew, 104 miles per hour. Uh, Higa Shaka Shaka, <laughs> 106, and that one was a dinger. Andrew Velasquez, 109. Check the bats. Yeah, why are you checking all these gloves? Yankees out here, Sammy Sosa-ing their bats. Allegedly. Allegedly. Like, what do you throw them? I'm being serious. What do you pitch against a team that's going to hit everything easily over 100 miles per hour off the bat? 
And every guy in your lineup can do it? Change up, change up, change up, change up, sinker, curveball. Like, what do you do? Is you can't you can't rear back on four on four seams and just try to power one in there. It was the fifth inning, not the fourth. I apologize. Speaking of cork bat, you know the cork bat story where the guy climbed through the roof. What? Okay, I'm gonna tell you next segment. I'm gonna tell you a cool story next segment, buddy. Cork is from a tree. Is that what you're talking about? Like climbing a tree to get cork? No, 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 no. Just wait for it. The anticipation's delicious. Vital, you know this story? No, um, but I'm. I want to know it. I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> you're on bated breath, like gonna, I am. Yeah, right. Let me. I'm gonna Google it too to make sure I don't just <laughs> completely lie about cork this. Man, Sean Manet has got completely lying covered. He's on the mound, getting ready to pitch. And the umpire crew is like, oh, man, shades of Caleb Smith, boys. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Get the glove. What do you do? You put it in like a Ziploc bag, go get it inspected? What do you do with that? Rawlings is going to start making gloves with like spider tack yeah. designs on them. So they're like spider tack camouflage. But it's like dehydrated. So whenever you spit on it, that's what makes it come out. Yeah, exactly. The tack is built into the leather. It's got a little pocket on there. Like, no, it's for chapstick. You're like, <laughs> major league baseball players don't take chapstick on the field. They don't do that. Just lube it up a little bit. So weird. Just keep cheating, boys. You can't even cheat to beat the Yankees. No one's going to beat them. I'll say it right now. Their bullpen's been real good, too. It's Everyone's been real good. Yeah. The it's whole team. Kluber. It's a different spotlight Herman. every single night. They're not going to lose a game in September. Because they're playing the struggling A's. Who do they go to next? They're going to overtake the Rays for first because they're only chasing four now. RIP Red Sox fan. Oh, they had a good run. Poor guys. Yeah. Red Sox are the new Moneyball team. They put together a really good team of slightly above average players. The Yankees are sitting at 76 and 52. The Astros are sitting at 76 and 52. And the Yankees are so much better than the Astros that it doesn't make any sense. You're trying to anger me, and I'm not taking the bait, Fred. <laughs> yeah, and they get the Yankees get the Angels next. Okay, I'll show you their first loss. Tuesday, August 31st, when they have to hit off a Shohei Otani. I just peg him. Let's go to break. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing game with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it in downtown Bourbon & Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Before the break, Van said he was going to tell us a story about his corgi. Not corgi, corking. Oh. Close, very close. Very confused. I got an hour on my corgi. He's very dumb. I have met your dumb dog. He's not just like a dog. He's like a very dumb dog. He makes up for it in cuteness and sweetness and love and loyalty. But before I rescued him. Okay. Who rescued who? Am I right, Fred? Yeah, that's a thing that people say. I think he 
I think he was raised only with paint chips. No dog food. No table scraps. Just like paint chips. And he was born underneath very strong power lines, I believe. If you want the sports animal to come to your office with 25 pairs of Lobo tickets, 25 Cherry Friday t-shirts, and 25 burritos from Blake Slaughterbur, go to the sportsanimalabq.com to register your business. Cherry Fridays, man. You know I'm pretty oppo dog, right? We've had this talk. You're not a dog person. I'm not a dog person. You live a joyless existence. That is correct, yes. And it infuriates me. How everyone thinks that their dog is the most special dog in the history of the planet. And I'm going to tell everyone from the outside looking in, no one cares about your dog as much as you do. Yeah. Showing me pictures of your dog is torturous. It's like overtime in an NFL preseason game that you know will end in a tie. That's how I feel about your dog. See, I'm not like that. I know my dog's an idiot. I know he is dumb. He has redeeming qualities, but I'm not going to say I have the cutest, sweetest, smartest dog ever because I don't. People do do that. They Almost everyone yeah. does that. He's a handsome boy. Yeah, and you know who else says that? Everyone at the grocery store. Yeah, about their ugly kids. Same. <laughs> and here's the thing. I like really good kids. I like really good dogs. I like anyone who's well-behaved and mannered. Most of you do not have that in dog form. Or human form. Or human form. If your dog is a torment, I'm not in. And I'm not going to lie to you about it. No. No. I will look you dead in the eye and I will say, your dog is the worst. And it reflects poorly on you because you are the alpha in this situation. Dog owner. My dog dog ran away. Yes, it did because it doesn't love you the way that you claim it does. So unacceptable for people to, so unacceptable. By the way, I love helping animals. If Watermelon Mountain Ranch were to call right now and they're like, hey, for instance, they're doing the third annual Watermelon uh, Dog Adoption event this morning over at uh, Loma, Colorado, the McDermott Athletic Center. Go over there this morning. Get you a dog. Get you a dog. Help an animal. But understand Understand about your dog that it's not the most unique thing on the planet. That is accurate. It's called entitlement syndrome. Are you familiar with this? I am. The thing that you own you think has more value than the exact same thing that other people own? Oh, does the skinny, handsome, middle-class white guy know about entitlement? Yes, he does. (laughs) I think my cell phone has more value than your cell phone because it's my cell phone. Here's the thing. They're both exactly the same. Oh, really? You're not going to go on a how better an iphone rant is right now well why do i have to tell everyone what they already know (laughs) see you just went oppo of what you just said you hypocrite i'm just saying your dog's not great also listener if you do have a really good dog please tell me about that because i'd love to hear it but if you're lying about that yeah i hear that i don't hear what you're saying i hear you lying Right. July 15th, 1994. Riots on the street. Where were you? Cleveland Indians are visiting the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox manager at the time was Gene Lamont. Cheater. And he was tipped off 
that Albert Bell of the Cleveland Indians, formerly of the Houston Astros, never. Albert Bell was using a cork bat. So, so wait, somebody snitched? Yep, somebody <laughs> somebody snitched. It wasn't Mike Fires this time. Somebody snitched to Gene Lamont, and Gene Lamont went up to the umpire, David Phillips, on Albert Bell's first at bat and said, hey, he's using a cork bat. Take that bat. If you analyze it, you'll see he's using a cork bat. He's been cheating all year. What does analyze that mean? Take it to the back room, cut it open, see the cork. Got it. Okay. Or x-ray it. I don't know what people do to check on cork bats. Same. So in the biggest bro move of all time, relief pitcher Jason Grimsley, absolute legend, everyone also knew that Albert Bell was using a cork bat. Like on his own team? Yes. Okay. It was not a secret to them, and apparently it wasn't a secret to the rest of baseball either. And then the White Sox finally called him out on it. Umpire gets the bat, puts it in their office, and they start playing baseball. So Grimsley knew that teammate Paul Sorrento wasn't using a corked bat, so he got another teammate's bat, and another teammate lifted him through the ceiling. Stop. Into the crawl space. Like Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible style. <laughs> and he he crawls through the ductwork until he gets to the umpire's office, lowers himself down, replaces the corked bat with an uncorked bat, takes the corked bat, goes back up into the crawl space, and crawls back into the dugout. Come on. Saves him. This is this really happened. This is actual baseball history. I feel like what you're describing is a crime. I believe it's theft. Is that correct? Well, the umpire stole the bat in the first place, right? So. Well, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to Jason Grimsley, the biggest bro move of all time. All right, so I just found I'm I'm just I'm in support of you here. So during the sixth inning, the umpire's custodian. The umpires have their own custodian. Can we have a talk about this? You have a manservant as an umpire? That's pretty sweet. Yeah. that's This is new info to me. In pro wrestling, that's called a young boy. It's Japanese. I don't know. Weird terminology. So. Sounds Greek. I'm telling you what I know. <laughs> so the umpire's young boy noticed clumps of ceiling tile on the floor of the umpire's room plus twisted metal brackets in the ceiling. After the game, Phillips, who's one of the umpires, noticed the bats were different. So he hit, okay, yeah. so this is... The, leg- jig, the jig was up. This is Lost Ark stuff, where you're taking like the, the treasure and you're replacing it with a bag of sand. Right. So American League officials ordered the Indians to produce Bell's original unaltered bat. AL <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't quit giggling. The AL threatened to involve the FBI in regards to the burglary. So So they they threatened to get the FBI involved to get the Cleveland Indians felonious behavior. So the the Chicago PD, not the TV show, the people, were called and the White Sox threatened charges, like you said, 
And after an investigation that was carried out by a former FBI agent who was just in town, who was, I mean, who was flown in by Major League Baseball, so not a current FBI one. Anyways, dusted it for dusted the equipment room for fingerprints, refollowed the path the burglar took, and discovered that it came from the visiting Cleveland Indians Correct. locker room. Isn't that great? How do I not know about this? Well, you do now. The bat was obviously corked. Albert Bell got suspended for 10 games. X-rayed and then sawed in half. See, look. In the presence of Bell <laughs> and the Indians GM, John Hart. You had to stand there and, and like, That's get like, caught. Like when your horrible dog poops on the carpet and you make him stare at yes. it. Yes. Rub his nose in Shame it. Shame him. Rub, rub Albert Bell's nose in his cork. It's really happened. Here's why we don't know about this. Baseball history. Because the Cleveland Indians were on ascension, if you remember, in 94 to possibly win the World Series. Yes. They were on that trajectory. Correct. And then Major League Baseball just quit. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, we don't want to play no more. It's going to be Indians-Astros in the World Series. Yeah. Strike. Yeah. Initially, Grimsley, the pit. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so moving forward, I was going to say pitcher, but I'm going to call him the caperer. Kept it a secret for like five seasons. Mm -hmm. And then he was signed by the Yankees. Interviewed by the New York Times. He stated, yeah, I did it all. <laughs> That's so funny. If you ever run into Jason Grimsley. He's a snitch. You're not a snitch. I'm a beer. After you you're not a snitch five years no, later. After you get caught, you're not a snitch. No. That's a re like if you recant the story. And they already got busted. Albert Bell got busted and suspended. It's not like he broke the story. People already knew that it happened, but he just confirmed it. He didn't snitch. He confirmed the rumors. A couple of years later, Omar Vizquel put it in his book, apparently, and that's when it really caught traction. Yeah. That's that's when I found out about it. Well, I just love this little story. I love the links of cheating. Hey, how can you not be romantic about baseball? The, he crawled army man style <laughs> through, through a drop ceiling. Yes. Also, how little do you have to be? Like, you know, they picked the littlest guy. I don't think so. Jason Grimsley's like a, a big dude. Where's his stats here? One, two. Hey, one, two World Series with the Yankees. I mean, he ended up working out for him. Uh-oh. He left Major League Baseball in 2006 because he was all hopped up on HGH, but not just using it. He was distributing it to other players. He's lived a life. If you don't play Major League Sports. I, he's 6'3", 180. That's little. For who? <laughs> For you. The, the thing that's the thing. Buy this man a beer if you see him. Yeah. He's a bro. He's a dude. Overall win-loss record of 42 and 58, so he's a loser. <laughs> I think drug dealers are kind of losers. I would agree completely with that. I'm in on this. The 1994 bat burglary. Burglary? 
Burglary? Burglary. I can't get that one out. It's okay. When we get back, Jake Paul's fighting again. And after he beats up this Tyrone Woodley, he's going to beat up more people. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail. RV, connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Berman and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Ooh, okay. I tell. Let this one bleed I'm for an hour. This. Ooh. Uh, uh. Okay. My shoulders are bopping here. I tell, what is this? Is, you make this at home? You do this on Pro Tools? Troy Boy. Troy Boy. All right. Okay. Let me whatever that is, I'm into it. Pull up my Spotify real quick. Make sure mm. I make a note of this. It's called mm. <laughs> So I pulled up my Spotify to look up. All right. First of all, Troy Boy, one word. Troy B O I. Wow. He's one of the boys. Which I love. He's How one about of the. That? Okay. Not his biggest banger. He's got some bangers. He's got 87 million, 28 million. 12 million, 43 million. He's got some listens. I'm going to check him out. When I opened my Spotify van to look up Troy Boy, I had notifications saying that the newest ABQ Central podcast is available. How about that? Yeah, we put up three of them this week. All the afternoon programs are available to you on Spotify. So check that out. If this is the same person, this guy is jacked. Troy Boy? Yeah. That's one of those ones you can only say so many times in a row before, yeah, before it loses, like, before it becomes nonsensical. Troy Boy? Troy Boy? Troy Boy. It's like a toy boat. (laughs) Okay, that's a different person. Okay, so I've told you that my favorite thing in all of things is celebrity boxing. We've been down this road. Sure. I love it literally more than anything. I'm not not into it. The only thing I've ever loved more, which is now defunct, non-exist, and that's why I love this the most, was ABC's Wide World of Sports when they would take athletes and put them in like backyard games and make them do like sprints and swimming and stuff. It's so good. I loved that. Mm-hmm. So, Jake Paul is one of the Paul brothers. So, both Paul brothers fight now. That's their thing, okay? One does boxing, one does MMA. And I don't know which is which. That, and it doesn't matter. It never has. No. So Jake Paul is the one who beat up Nate Robinson. Do you remember that? I do. Okay. Yeah. And he got PAID paid yes. in the Floyd Mayweather thing. That as well. Yeah. And now, in his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio, oh, he's going to beat up former... Like UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. Now, if you watch UFC, which I care about UFC about as much as I care about preseason football, okay, you know that Tyron Woodley is the most boring UFC fighter in the history of UFC. Is is that a thing? Yeah, that I did not know. Vital is familiar with this. So Tyron Woodley literally puts you to sleep. By just being in the ring with you. I'm not even talking like a chokehold. Oh, okay. Yeah. He is a, the lullaby 
of UFC, and that's why Dana White was like, we're, we're, we're done with you, dog. Like Ben Stein reading you children's books and just putting you to sleep. Yeah. Okay. So this is expected to be the biggest challenge in Paul's career, who's currently sitting at 4-0. and Also, his best friend Mike Tyson says Tyrone Woodley doesn't stand a chance. Similar to the way that, like, Ben Askren didn't. Because, like, Jake Paul made, like, quick work of him, if you recall. So here's my favorite part. So Jake Paul is already looking ahead of Tyron Woodley. And he's like, I'm, I'm ready to fight everyone. I mentioned he was from Cleveland, right? Yes, you did. So he says, I want to fight an NFLer. And hear who it is, okay? Who do you believe that Jake Paul wants to fight? <sighs> James Harrison. It's Juju Smith-Schuster because he hates the Steelers oh so much. Well, James Harrison's a Steeler. He don't, he don't want none of James Harrison. No one wants none of James Harrison. He don't want none of James Harrison. No one wanted anyone of James Harrison 11 years ago when he was returning interceptions from the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. I would love... That every like prominent voice of a market got to fight like their rival, that to me is brilliant boxing. Yeah. If you could get like who hates who the most, right? So if you could get Michael Rappaport to like box like Jack Nicholson, I'd be like, okay. The actor or the golfer? The actor. Okay. Who's a prominent Lakers fan because Michael Rappaport hates the Lakers. Ah, okay. Like, that to me is good TV. That's as entertaining as it gets. And I would love to see Jake Paul go on a who everyone hates, like from Cleveland, fight the world campaign. I would be into that. You're from Houston. You have rivals. Who are you going to bare-knuckle box? See, Fred, I don't really have rivals. What? Because I don't have equals. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> no. JK, LOL. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a pro guy. I'm not a con guy. Like, uh, for example, I'm a Packers fan. Okay. I don't hate the Bears or the Vikings or the Lions. Yeah, but, but I like the Packers. But Jake Cutler could catch these hands, right? Not really. Oh. He seems very nice. And I love the memes of him with the cigarette in his mouth. Yeah, but have you seen the smoking J memes? Yes, obviously. They're yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, those are pretty funny. But you don't think that But like, I don't care. Kyle Orton doesn't need hammer fists from you. Well, who's your favorite team? Anybody's playing the Cowboys. <laughs> Like I, didn't, I don't I don't take that kind of energy into my sports fandom. I don't know. I think I do. I don't have rivals. I do. I'm I like my teams. I root for my teams. I don't root against other ones. I can say with confidence I have an arch nemesis. You do. I have multiple blood feuds. He's your arch nemesis is one of my favorite Facebook follows, by the way. Oh gosh. I love him so much. I don't bring real life Fred onto the radio often. <laughs> if there was a venue we might have a billion-dollar idea here. And maybe it's Showtime Boxing. I don't know. But if there was an outlet where you could get two people who were just looking to settle a score, I'm talking like like gentleman duel days, like Bloody Island in the Mississippi River. I, I, Hamilton Burr. 
I hate to break this to you. Does this exist? It already exists. No. Yeah. And you could get like Joe Biden and my pillow CEO to just like face off against each other. Where? Yeah, I'd watch that. Yeah. I believe I forget the name of it. I saw it on the interwebs. You charge fifty nine ninety nine to watch I believe Barstool Sports they, is no. putting it on. Like they get a bunch of nobodies who have beef and they put them on air. Like I only want celebrities. Yeah, but this is better because these are like hillbillies in west virginia this yeah see like guys who really celebrate the county they're from and just yell about their county i love that they kind of overcame yeah. methamphetamines recently and whenever they talk they only bang their fist on their chest yes and it's like i'm from i'm from jefferson county yeah those those beaumont boys are not gonna come in here and act like this is beaumont <laughs> if jefferson boys softer than kevin durant No drug test. I want to. I want to make sure I say that. Oh no, 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 no drug not. test. Drug use is encouraged. We'll provide it. What's your What's your drug of choice? You want gas station whiskey and some meth? Right. You got it, Steve. Today's varsity. Are you ready, Van? So today's I nine varsity is celebrity feuds that we'd like to see in a bo- end in a boxing match. I'm in. Okay. Beautiful. Now, I'm going to set one rule, and you can tell me to forget it if you think it's a bad rule. Okay. I think it should not be intergender. So I don't want Kanye and Taylor Swift. Okay. But if you do, I'll bring that back in. But I'm just telling you. All right. No, I like it. Those are good rules. All right. I'm in. Now, I believe, similar to Hunger Games or get, or game of thrones you can you can pick someone to represent you in trial by battle okay okay so it's like you can you can pick kanye and taylor swift but he would sub in one of the kardashians right yeah or she would sub in dirks bentley good one yeah and obviously it should have been beyonce i said there because that's where the beef started when Kanye told Taylor Swift to hold on a minute, I'm going to let you speak. Back to Jake Paul. He's getting heat on the interwebs because he's lying about his height. What's he saying? He says he's 6'1", but he's really 5'10 and three quarters. That's a you move. <laughs> I say I'm 5'11 and I'm 5'10 and a half. You're 5'9 and 7 eighths. Nope. People do measure like that when they like when height matters. Because I've always been a guy who doesn't super care because I have it. Let me take you into the real-life van world real quick. I did yoga like three days one week, a couple weeks ago. Sure. And, like, my posture was way better. And I was sitting around talking to my lady friend, and I was like, I feel like a quarter of an inch taller. Let's. <laughs> will you measure me? <laughs> so we did, like, the little kid growing thing yes. on the wall yeah. where we put, like, a, a ruler on their head with a pencil attached mm-hmm. to it and marked it. Yeah, I, I remember Grandma Slow's house well. And I'm still 5'10 and a half, the same height that I've been since I was 16 years old. I don't hate that. I'm going to hang myself upside down so I'm not a liar anymore. I'm actually going to be 5'11 in a couple weeks because I'm going to sleep like a bat. 
Kurt Cobain's rolling over in his grave. I'm going to tell you about it after this. Dave & Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And we're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing you on I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown in Berman and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. During the break, Mike Vitale says, I'd watch Shaq fight Barkley. So, so would I. Yeah, for sure. So I think with all of the internet. All right. So we talked about it all week in bits here on the Sports Animal. So Nevermind is the best Nirvana album, right? Uh, I'm a big unplugged guy, but that's uh, hard to argue that Nevermind isn't the best. I agree that I'm a big unplugged guy. The unplugged album is fire. In the like all everything that surrounds the unplugged album also fire. I love the unplugged album so much I own it twice on vinyl. Because until they made an official release, I bought a bootleg version from Germany. <laughs> and then they then they pressed a real licensed one and I bought that one too. So the Nevermind album has an iconic cover. Arguably one of the best covers in the history of music. Correct. It's genius. It's genius. And what it is, Vital, if you're not familiar, it's in a pool, and then in the pool, there's a like a fishing hook, and the fishing hook has a dollar on it, and then there's a baby. Yeah, I've seen it many times. Swimming after the dollar. It's absolutely iconic. It's brilliant. It's brilliant photography. It's like yeah. It's art. Abbey Road iconic. Yeah. Yeah. The baby is not a computer generated baby like Ally McBeal. That's a good reference. I have this, no idea what that means whatsoever. There's a dancing baby on Ally McBeal. Take your time. That's a that's like a twenty year old reference. Callista Flockhart. Thank you. Yeah. Harrison, I didn't know there was a baby. It's Harrison Ford's wife. Is it really? I think. What a dude. So Spencer Eldon. You saying he's not Han Solo anymore? Yeah. Hmm. 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 Spoiler alert: hasn't been for four years. Okay. So Spencer Eldon, the man who was photographed as the baby on the iconic Nevermind album, has decided at thirty years old, because I'm sure whatever he's trying to do in life is just not working out the way he hoped, that when he was four months old and in the swimming pool grasping for the dollar bill. He was exposed, man. He had a little baby wiener His out. His dangler was out yeah. there. It was a dangled dollar and a dangler. <laughs> so he says his parents never signed a release authorizing the use of the image. Oh, here we go. He also alleges the nude image constitutes child pornography. Quote, the images exposed Spencer's intimate body part and lavishly displayed Spencer's genitals from the time he was an infant to present day, legal papers filed in a California claim. The lawsuit says Cobain chose the image depicting Spencer like a sex worker, grabbing for a dollar bill that is positioned dangling from a fish hook in front of his nude body with his penis explicitly displayed. Here's the thing. Under U.S. law, non-sexualized photos of infants are generally not considered child pornography. Especially 30-something years ago. 
They're saying the inclusion of the dollar bill is what. Can't hashtag it. me too a baby. Looking for a payday. Oh my gosh. The case also alleges Nirvana had promised to cover Elton's with a sticker, but that was not upheld. I, I guess he has recollection of that from when he was four months old. Oh, that's a lie. He claims he suffered lifelong damages as a result of the art, artwork. No. Permanent emotional distress. Not buying it. Interference with his normal development and educational process. I think not. I'll tell you why he's suing. Uh-huh. Because all those tiny baby wiener jokes he's been hearing over the years. They're suing 15 people. But here's the thing. We're not even talking like break the bank stuff. He's suing them 15 times for $150,000 each. That's that's not even all the money. 150 grand times 15. 15 defendants, including the Kurt Cobain estate. Oh, it's a total? I thought it was per. No, you, it's 150 oh. per. Yeah, each one. That's okay. That's that's only $10,000 a pop. Chris Novacellix. No, 150 from each. Oh, that makes yeah, more sense. That's what I understand. Yeah, times with. 15. Chris Novacellitz, Dave Grohl, Geffen Records, et al. Now, also, keep in mind, with Nevermind, that Eldon had in mind that he could recreate the album on, like, anniversary dates and get paid for that, which he did. Mm-hmm. On the 10th, 20th, and 25th anniversaries of the album, he would do, like, photo shoots with, like, Time Magazine. America is already the ridiculously most litigious country in the world, and it's not even close. He says, if there is a 30th anniversary re-release, he wants for the entire world not to see his genitals this time. (laughs) You know how many copies of Nevermind on tape and CD and vinyl and digital there are in the world? Everybody knows what your tiny baby wiener looks like, bro. Also, anyone who has a baby knows. Yeah. Or anyone familiar with human anatomy knows what a penis looks like. Also this, like if you're a child used in like advertising, for you two right now and the listener, 505-246-0610, call and tell me who the Gerber baby is. Tell me the name of the Gerber baby. The most iconic baby in the history of advertising. You can't do it. He has the audacity to sue Nirvana and everyone involved with this album. Yeah. And I didn't hear about a lawsuit suing his parents who made the decision for their naked baby to be on an album cover. I agree with this. Go get Britney's lawyer. Go get him. (laughs) What, so they can finally resolve it 20 years later? He said the family says they were tricked. They said, we just had a big party at the pool. No one had an idea what was going on. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. The family forgot about the photo shoot until three months later they saw the Nevermind album cover blown up on the wall of Tower Records in Los Angeles. This is going to go absolutely nowhere. They'll settle for a tiny amount of that. I will buy the argument, hey, you guys kind of made a lot of money off this. I didn't really get my fair cut. Sure. You say that? Yeah. You call and say that? I'm into that. Cut him a check. Yeah. Yeah, deal. You know what, buddy? You're right. Yeah. You're correct. You deserve a cut. 
you probably should have got something in perpetuity. Sorry your parents didn't do better with that. Here you go for the trouble. Super good album. You know what I think about this lawsuit? What do you think? Oh, well. Whatever. Never mind. <laughs> I'll show myself out. Yeah. <sighs> I, I like people who recognize their value. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a quarter for every person that has seen my baby penis. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Same, bro. Same. From the texter. You don't feel like you're talking to you, Van. You don't feel like you're tall enough there, Sparky? Want to stretch, get taller? Do people think as they age their vertebrae collapse and their cartilage in their spine? You need a better cure? Just get spacers in your shoes. There you go. <laughs> Everyone that listens to the program knows that you have a severe issue with your lack of height. That is not true whatsoever. You have a sensitivity to it. And Turner Cook is the Gerber baby. No one in the whole world knows that. Because no one knows you're their Nirvana Nevermind baby unless you tell people. Did you Google it or did a texture have your back on that? I just knew it. That's a lie. I know you don't know anything. Very good at trivial things. <laughs> there are photos of the baby, now an adult, like holding the album, doing like promo stuff. I remember seeing it in Rolling Stone, right? Well, then what is he worried about? I don't know. I do agree, though. Give him. I get. It's my real number. He doesn't get a cut. I give him $1 million. That's See, nothing to them. That's right? nothing. Yeah, right? right. Here's $1 million. Sorry for. By the way, good luck. Also, shut up. I'll give you a million dollars for a picture of your current penis. Okay. that's So that's where you <laughs> cross the line. <laughs> Yes, we will settle the lawsuit, but we have to reenact the picture with your today, <laughs> your today wiener. Oh, man, that would be funny. He, and, then, he, and, and instead of swimming after a dollar, he's swimming after that million-dollar check. And then we put it on the 30th anniversary edition. <laughs> Problem solved. You're welcome. When he's redone it, he does it with, like, board shorts on. No, wiener out or nothing. That's like, I think a million bucks is what you can get me to please shut up. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I don't know what, I don't know what's upset me. Breaking news. Got to grab a break. The best quarterback in the NFL was just traded moments ago. <gasps> this is incredible. Get that whenever we get back. Dan Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. All right, Vital, we're back at it. Van had to take a second because this news is so big. 
Are you ready, Mike? Go for it. I didn't cheat, so I don't know what's going on. Because you're not the New England Patriots. <laughs> so here it is. Trade report, trade report, trade report. The trade report is as follows. The Jacksonville Jaguars. 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 Have traded starting quarterback Gardner Minshew to the Philadelphia Eagles of Pennsylvania for a fourth round, could be fifth round, could be third round draft pick or something. So Jalen Hurts isn't making the cut, huh? The Minshew era in Jacksonville is officially over. Now they have an excuse to play that Lawrence kid now that Minshew's gone. Minshew, if you tell me he's not one of the best 32 quarterbacks on the planet, I'm going to tell you you're a liar. Philly got him fairly cheap. What was it, fifth, sixth rounder? Sixth rounder that could be a fifth rounder if he plays 50% of three games. That's like a no-brainer, right? That's a fifth rounder. Yeah. I will tell you why he got traded. I'll tell you in this second. Like, there's no punchline here. Because Urban Meyer knows he's better and kept giving him reps in practice, and Trevor needs all the reps. Yeah. This is like in Moneyball when they're like, you're going to do it our way, or we're going to trade away the guys you're doing it with. Not Paul Giamatti. Who's the other guy? The guy that's dead. Paul Thomas Anderson? No. No, that's the director. Yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Another three-name guy. Very good actor. You got three names? You have two careers. Mark Paul Gossler. You can be an actor or you can be a serial killer. Those are your only two options. There's a Wayne Gacy joke there somewhere. And I often go by Van Allen Nunley, so now I'm kind of scared. I have two middle names. You have two middle names? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I have my government name, which is Manfred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which no one calls me that. I don't know why not. It's a great name. If you on air were to say, hey, Manfred. I, I say Manfred. I do I do answer to it. You say it I'm conditioned. You say it like two different words. I say it as one word. Manfred. Yes. But you say Manfred. Like someone's upset with you. Manfred. Well, it's only my name, like I would know. Huh? Okay. Your choice. My name be my name. You got it right this time. Vital me and Van Allen Nunley are about to go to Hawaii and it's a seven hour flight. And I'm going to watch so much of The Wire. Finally get caught up. You know what? I did that this week. I watched a lot of The Wire there, what? Dan. Oh, my God. Let's go to lunch and talk about Good it. Good stuff. Best show ever made. So the internet is responding to this. Quote, the Jags were very dumb to limit Trevor Lawrence's reps in practice and games to work in time for a guy you were going to trade for a sixth-round draft pick. I literally just said that. Real talk. I love sunshine, but I am rooting so hard for Gardner Minshew the second. I want him to get a starting job. I want him to succeed on a good team. Because I want to see that sweet, sweet mustache throwing touchdowns every Sunday. Minstache. You start Gardner Minshew. Yes. You use Jalen Hurts in a Taysom Hill-esque role. Put him in the slot. Put him at running back. You put him at running back. Yeah. 
He's very fast. I get that he's still expected to be the week one starter. Gardner just showed up. Yeah. But after week one, he's a Gardner Minshew in for the starting job. Well done. And, like, listener right now is like, you guys are being facetious. I am not. I, as a Washington State alum, Gardner Minshew, Washington State. And I, as a mustache fan. And me, as a person who recognizes talent from what I call the eye test, sees this as a win-win for everyone involved. Although I do, I do as well. I think Jalen Hurts is a world beater. I think Jalen Hurts will put up a ton of fantasy points. Will he help the Philadelphia Eagles of Pennsylvania win football games? Sure. Will Gardner Minshew help them more? And then you can do weird stuff with Jalen Hurts? Yes. Yep. Have a real quarterback in there and then use your shiny toy to do cool stuff. Why did Jacksonville get rid of Tim Tebow? Wouldn't that be beautiful You right need now? him now more than ever. But we got C.J. Bathard. I don't even know if I said that right. I don't know who he is so much that I don't know if I said his name right. C.J. B.A.T. Hard. Yeah. C.J. Beat Hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he does. Beatbox? Yes. Okay. I can like actually do it if you'd like me to. Nah. <laughs> My distance was good. So now we go. Got that we got what we need. Hey, because Philadelphia was like, forget Carson Wentz. We're set. We got the future. Nope. He's already the best quarterback on the roster, and he'll be starting in no time, so Philly did get a steal. He's the I agree. Best quarterback in football. I don't, I don't think Hurts is going to do it this year. A Flacco? That, no. Oh, Fla- yeah, I forgot Flacco was there. Hey, you and everyone else. Waka, waka, Flacco. Waka, flocka, flame. You know I'm a fan of Scherzies. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm getting this Minshew one off Fanatics at a discount right now. The Jacksonville one or the yeah, New the Eagles Jacksonville one? one. <laughs> you know I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. We've had this talk a million times. Well, not anymore now that Minshew's gone. I absolutely still am. You're an Eagles fan. Mm-mm. Oh, you got the con connection. I got the con connection. That's right. Because Shaw Khan went to University of Illinois where I grew up. And his son, Tony Khan, is AEW wrestling, the most important thing in the history of the planet. He gone. Gardner Minshew gone. Good for him. I want to see him on Sundays. And right away, the Eagles were like, hey, Nick Mullins, you got to go. Bye. <laughs> Here's your papers. Don't let the door hit you. By the way, actually hold it for Gardner. He's walking in. <laughs> I'm a big fan of trade report, trade report, trade report. I'm sure Gardner P- Minshew played in the preseason. I want to be able to tell you as I don't watch preseason. Probably lit it up. Probably had 500 yards again. Uh, he actually did kind of poorly. What? Well, I mean, it's such a vanilla offense, man. They're yeah. playing with the backups, and you can't trust the O-line out there. It's not NFL quality starters. 17 of 29 for 196 yards with two interceptions, one in the end zone. It was tip ball, I'm sure. Yeah. Not his fault. Receiver just didn't bring it in. They're wearing the same color. They had a stronger run game. It would have been another conversation there on the goal line. Do people really listen to that sports talk show? I'm being serious. Are people a fan of that show? What show? 
the one where they break down goal line attempts in preseason football. You know, the uh, the Jaguars were, you know, they were first in goal from the seven and did not be able to just pound it in there in three attempts and have to settle for a field goal. You know, that's just really disappointing to me. And I think this team could do a lot better if they had, I don't know, a guy that could, like, just run it up the middle or an offensive guard that could pull. People don't really listen to that, do they? You know what's killing this Jacksonville Jaguar team? Time of possession. Look at the first three preseason games. They cannot control the clock. You can't win football games without controlling the clock in the preseason. We all know head coach has his favorites. And it's a shame it's not the same as my favorites. And here's why. People don't care about that. That's not the opinion piece people want. I tell you what, it's a completely different football game if they don't have those missed tackles. If so-and-so doesn't... Third-string linebackers got to wrap him up. You know, when he was at UCLA playing backup, he never made these kind of mistakes. How do you know that? And it's like whenever you play... You ever play like... uh, You play baseball for a long time, right? And you hear all these like same cliches over and over again. You know, left side's closed. Hit it hard. He's throwing BB. That's what sports talk radio becomes. Just cliches you've heard over and over again. Ugh. We're going to tell you who the worst teams in college football are when we get back. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, you ready? This is the top ten of bottom tens as it relates to college football. Yep. So this was put out a couple days ago by ESPN College Football Coverage or whatever. There's a couple that are going to hit home here. You're not going to want to hear this. You're not going to want – yeah, this is not – Going to if be. you live south of Berlin, I think most people already know. If you live <laughs> south of Socorro, being an Aggie fan that I am, you're not going to like it. UTEP is the number 10 worst team out of like approximately 120 teams in college football Division One. Also, what is week zero? today what does that even mean is that like the day before they kick off because it starts today correct right utep and new mexico State. state but they're all across the country calling it zero yeah i don't get it what is that i I really don't know what that is for september it's something new and it's something dumb (laughs) i've never heard it before week zero it just sounds like mumbo jumbo. The rest, zero of, the rest of college football starts next Saturday. That's, it's week zero. Yeah. There are some teams that are already going to kick it off today. Oh, wait. I know why it's week zero. Because that's how many points UTEP and New Mexico State are going to score combined today. Bet the under, boys. Oh, I think they're going to go wild. Anyone outside of a 90-mile radius of UTEP or New Mexico State going to watch any of this. It's a race to the bottom. Here's your one win. I'm not slowly drive by car crash guy. No. But this is slowly drive by car crash game. 
Oof. Head coach in New Mexico State, Doug Martin. Doug Martin? But not that Doug Martin. Muscle hamster? No. He's going to start off 1-0 and on the season. And his time at New Mexico State has been poor. Well, they got to that bowl game four or five years ago. Okay, before we lambast these losers, oh, gosh. let's give you the rest of the top ten. So, as you mentioned, UTEP, or as this ESPN article calls them, UTEPID. Oh, gosh. Which is relatively clever. Is it number ten, number nine, Old Dominion? Who? Number eight, Florida International. Oh, you're talking about FIU? Seven, Bowling Green and Northern Illinois are tied. Six, University of Louisiana Monroe. Five is, I don't even know, it's a stupid answer. Number four is UConn. Three is UMass. Mm -hmm. Number two, your New Mexico State Aggies. And number one, Kansas Jayhawks. Now, to be fair. Uh, to be fair. To be fair. The Aggies didn't play a game last year. They played two. Well, they played a couple. <laughs> they played two. They're it one and in one. The spring. They're one and one in two games. So they lost. Uh, they lost to Tarleton. That's correct. But they didn't just lose. They lost 43 to 17 yeah. to a college named after an old timey cuss word. And then they beat Dixie State. Pipe down, you damn. You're acting like a tarlatan. <laughs> <laughs> and then number one, huge fall from grace, Kansas Jayhawks. Oof. Didn't win a game last season. Or they didn't play a game last season. They didn't win a game the year before. No, and they got rid of their head coach and their athletic director, and nothing about them is anything about football. They might not even have a conference. If the Big 12 reorganizes, are they going to invite Kansas to be part of their conference? <laughs> it's like, now basketball can play. The Big 12 is like, we actually just picked up Gardner Minshew, so we need to clear a spot. <laughs> the Big 12 is legitimately the Big 8 right now, right? Is that what it's down to? What is a tarlatan? Where is tarlatan state? I think a tarlatan. Tar I think it's South Carolina. Tarleton, T-A-R-L. Uh, that would be Stephenville, Texas. Oh. oh, okay. Hey, closer than I thought. They're Division Two, and they smoked. Division Two. Division Two teams smoked well, Texas, the Aggies, forty-three seventeen last Texas year. Texas college football. If you could be Oof. Division Three, and you're still real good than most. And I think Dixie State is in Utah. Yeah, but it's also like. I think it's like a sham college, like an ITT Tech or something. I don't think it's real. By the way, did you see? Like Dixie State's football team is actually that town's high school team? Yeah. Yeah. That's how they just keep Title IX off their back? St. George, Utah. Is that right? Yeah. Ah, oh, they have match the master's and bachelor's degrees. It's like a real school. Brooks the Bison. The Dixie State fighting bisons i guess oh my you, god you know what i like about them hey it only costs five grand to go here this is the most cheap. affordable college i've ever seen i'm sorry man what they graduate some really good country singers too those chicks are from there the dixie chicks correct yeah, yeah. 
They changed their name to the Chicks because Dixie had a connotation. Something to do with the Mason-Dixie line? I'm not sure. I think you're right. That sounds super correct. Trevor, no. When's the last time Kansas won in football? Lorenzo? Trevor Lorenzo? Is that his name? Lorenzen? Trevor Lorenzen. So that had to be 15 years ago. <laughs> Wasn't the former Patriots uh, offensive coordinator? He was at... Jared Lorenzo. That's what I'm trying to come up with. Jared Lorenzen. Yeah. UMass lost. This is incredible to me. There are four games last year. They lost by a combined score of 161 to 12. In four games. In four games, they made four field goals. Or two touchdowns and missed the extra point. Or two field goals and one touchdown <laughs> and missed the extra point. Or six safeties. And UMass was like, take that, UConn, you didn't even play. <laughs> like, you taking the Aggies and the points, Vital? Miners are 10-point road favorites. Are they really? Ooh. Yeah, but how far is that trip? Like, not far. It's only 40 miles. Yep. <laughs> it's 30 minutes down the road. Uh, yeah, you can get from Cruces to J-Town in 45 minutes. A lot of fun down there. From the texter, Fred amount of money the New Mexico State University beats UNM in week two. I will take it. Yeah, I would also I take, take, that, I'll take that. Are we talking money line or are we talking spread? If we talking money line, I'll take it. Friend of the show, friend in real life, Andrew, is trying to gamble with us live on air. I'm taking that bet. I believe in the two-headed monster, Long and Gonzalez. They're going to turn this thing around, says every fan ever, when there's a new coach. I want all of these bottom teams to do anything positive. I have zero belief that they'll do anything positive. I would have to go through all of the schedules and only see the times that any of these bottom 10 teams play each other to tell you when they would have wins. If you're in the bottom 10, don't you want to lose so you can get the first round draft pick next year? Not how it works. Is that not how it works? Not how it works. No, that's not how it works. Some of these teams are like, if you're a fan of them, you don't admit it. I don't mind being the lovable loser. I got to play Switzerland with the Aggies-Lobos rivalry, which you're both supposed to be good to have a rivalry. It's a sure. race, race to the bottom. Yeah. I lived in Las Cruces for six years, and then I've been in Albuquerque for... 12 or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I already forgot. So I'm all Switzerlandy 
with this rivalry. I just want them both to do good. I just want the boys to go out there and have a good time. I hope no one gets hurt. CBS Sports has UTEP putting it on the Aggies today. Well, UTEP is only the 10th worst team. So they got that going for them, which is eight spots better than NMSU. What's the total points they're given? Uh, 56 and a half. That's all? Yep, 56.5. I mean, the money line says take New Mexico State if you think they got it. Because you're going to come out a winner. Money line for New Mexico State is plus 310. Okay. 100 bucks gets you $410. You love your team that much? Do it. I'm going to love this 200 bucks that Andrew's going to give me <laughs> after the Aggies stomp New Mexico State. I mean, Lobo stomp the Aggies. Strike that, reverse it. You know what the, You know what this game needs is like a college game day or something. Like, they need, like, a big spotlight, which I know, like, obviously ESPN or whoever wouldn't do that. That's the only way to breathe life back into this thing. Lobos Aggies or this game today? This game today. Oh, this game today? Because we can do a game day live Yeah. for Lobos Aggies. That would be on us to do. And it gets kind of weird, I think, for the Aggies, because don't they not play again, Vital, for, like, three weeks or something weird? Second no, game. They, they play the Lobos next week. Oh, that's right. And then it's they're not home again though until like uh, the, halfway uh, through September. Yeah. So I I said that incorrectly. You are correct. All right. Well, get jazzed. A New Mexico State fan right now is like, hey, we're going to start two and zero. Of course they are. They dead on believe that. Or I guess San Diego State, they would beat them up because that's on the fourth. Then they go to Alabama later on the season. Oh, my God. That's going to be rough. They get a, what, $2 million paycheck to get beat up? I'd take it. Yeah, that's how you survive. I'd fight Jake Paul. They do play UMass, though. <laughs> I mean. Is Hawaii playing home games? Didn't they shut down Aloha Stadium? Yeah, I think they're going to rebuild that stadium. I don't even know if they're in Hawaii playing. They're probably playing in mainland Vegas. Anyways, there's your bottom 10. Grab a break. We can get back more sports. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown in Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Too much fun with sports this morning. We just did the bottom 10 of collegiate football. And during the break, Van was like, I think I saw like a pretty good top 10 of NFL talent. Now, is this only positions that matter, Van, or is this all of them? Oh, this is all the positions. What? How do you rank all of them? The top 10 looks pretty legit. Now, what is this from, though? This is uh, CBS Sports uh, in collusion with NFL.com. 
Okay, I'm ready. This is like an NFL something something special, like the top 100 of 2021 or something. Uh, that's a different one. I could get that one as well. All right, I'll get that one. Okay. All right, I got that one. Number one. Are you going one? I wanted to go ten. No, I'm going to do one. I'm going to knock out one first, and we'll go ten through two. Okay. Number one, duh. Right? Tom Brady. Okay. What do you mean, okay? We're not talking GOAT. We're talking right now. Yes. The first draft pick of any NFL draft, Patrick Mahomes. Duh. This is a duh. You're talking about number two. Like, probably number two, but also possibly number three if we're including defense. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, Patrick Mahomes, obvious number one. Not better than Tom Brady. There's a game I could show you that proves that. All right, on my list, number 10. My second favorite quarterback in the league. Don't say Josh Allen. Buffalo Bills quarterback uh, Josh Allen. There's no way, dog. There's okay. just not. Who's number 10 on your list? On my personal list? No. Did you have a list pulled up? Yeah, I got a list pulled up. Okay. What's what's 10 on your list? So from the NFL, the top 100 players of 2021, they have Josh Allen. Ah, okay. Now, here's why this is wrong. Tell me. He's not even a top 15 quarterback. Josh Allen is a bottom tier guy. There are backups in this league greater than Josh Allen currently plays. Gardner Minshew is a prime example. I'd rather, go, I'd rather call Cleveland, get Case Keenum's phone number, Send him to Buffalo. Oh, See, what, come on. What what Fred Slow is saying. He's the Christian Leitner. Is if the Buffalo Bills had quarter. Gardner Minshew as their quarterback, they would have won the Super Bowl and beat Tom Brady. Last Twice. Year. They would have run it two years in a row. <laughs> Josh Allen has one wide receiver that he can throw it to. Who is very good. That, who's very good. That's that's the whole offense. Who his, his receiver is actually 12 on this list. The thing about the thing is now it's figured out because you can't stay that much ahead of the game. Like, defenses will have you figured out now. They're going to scheme him like a yeah, like a rookie hitter that comes into the league super hot. Yeah. They, they finally figure him out. Mm-hmm. You think Trevor Story. Okay. That's what, that's what Josh Allen is. And they're going to trick him, too, because he's not smart. Boy, are you going to be upset when we do our NFL preview next week <laughs> and I pick the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I got DeAndre Hopkins at number nine. That's an excellent pick. On my list, Hop is. Ooh, he's down there. Hopkins is not number nine. This is the dumbest list I've ever seen. Hopkins is going to be out with COVID-19. Hopkins is 36 on this list. That makes way more sense. He's super talented. He's got to be, what, top three receiver? Okay. Adams, Diggs, Tyreek Hill. Who's throwing him the ball? Flick of the wrist, Kyle Murray, who can't get it downfield? Kid's got a cannon. You're super wrong. Number nine on my list is Miles Garrett, and I'm not mad at that. I've never even heard of him. (laughs) Is he new? He had 12 sacks in 14 games last year. He's an absolute force. He's, so he's like a, like a lineman, I'm assuming? I think he's the second best lineman I knew, in the game. Here's why I know who that is. Because he tried to hit a guy with his helmet. Yeah. He he's a loser. He didn't try. He succeeded. Number eight on this list 
All right, did you know there's multiple Watts? Yeah, and I'm very upset the Packers didn't select him. So, TJ, 1.21 gigawatt is number eight. This is, to me... There's a third Watt that doesn't play football. He's like the third Manning brother that no one knows about. Cooper. Yeah, Cooper. What's the third Watt? I would never know. This is like whenever like the younger brother becomes the more successful brother. And you know how well that goes. <coughs> Joaquin Phoenix. You know how well that goes. Uh, uh, Seth Curry. I'm kind of running out of that. <laughs> Did Seth, not... Seth Curry is very good. Joaquin Phoenix is very good. When when Randy Poffo became a better pro wrestler than Lanny Poffo and became the Macho Man Randy Savage, ooh yeah. Who you got at eight? My list at eight is I should have played baseball. Russell Wilson. Your list is very bad. Your list has been incredibly wrong the whole time. Miles Garrett is a strong nine. Josh Allen is a strong 10. If I I think Josh Allen is better than Russell Wilson. If I walk right now to any sports book in town, I'm like, hey, name the best 10 in the NFL. Zero people are mentioning Miles Garrett. Well, they'd be wrong. Who? Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson is eight on my list. How many Super Bowls he won? Uh, like six or seven? Zero. He's a loser. He's got. He's already got one. Does he? Yeah, he's got one. Which one? The one where he threw that interception on the goal line and they didn't win? That one? <laughs> That's... He would have had two if that would have came to fruition. Who's your eight? I already told you. It's TJ Watt. Oh. So number seven, I'm going to – all right, so this is the first guy that deserves to be in the top ten. Number 17, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in football. That's it. He's the best one in the game. So TJ Watt is six on my list, and Devontae Adams is seven. So we both have Devontae Adams at seven. Yes, he's number seven. But he's only number seven because number six is Aaron Rodgers. And when you put those two dudes together, Woo. they're both Woo. they're only good because of each other. Crybaby Aaron Rodgers, which I love, is complaining that he doesn't have any help, and his help is the best receiver in football. Oh, my God, listen to this. Uh, th- this list has Rodgers as number three. And that list is very correct. Adams was the first player in league history to average at least eight receptions and one touchdown per game in a single season. What? Yes, he's very good. What? He's very good. He had the yips early in his career. He's super talented. Took a big hit or something? A lot of drops. Oh, you drop a ball like crazy. A lot of yeah. drops. Because you don't want to get hit. Like wide open touchdown drops. And now they're he's in sync all the time. Him and AR. Who's AR? Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, speaking of drops. I saw an awesome stat last week. Okay. Larry Fitzgerald uh-huh. has more career tackles than career drops. He's, that's crazy. He's made more tackles than he has drops in his whole career. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. So Bonkers. Anyways, number five, it's a good slot. I got Travis Kelsey. Easily the best tight end in the league. That's a no-brainer in that spot. Way to be the best tight end in the league. Literally no athlete is trying to be the best tight end. 
Cool to way to go out there and be the absolute number one at a position when nobody else with a, ser- a serviceable skill set is trying to be the best at that position. There's no Antonio Gates anymore. No one cares about tight end. Uh, the Chiefs do very much because they have the best one in football. They don't. He's a game changer. The best one in football is in Tampa Bay, and it's Rob Gronkowski. Oh, get out. WWE 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski. You could make a case to me that Jacksonville two weeks ago cut the best tight end in the league, Tim Tebow. That's how little the NFL cares about tight ends. They, <laughs> they just didn't give him a chance. Give the guy a chance. Travis Kelsey is so overrated. He's not even as, as good as his brother Jason Kelsey. If Jason Kelsey wanted to be a tight end, he would be the best tight end because no legitimate athlete wants to be a tight end. I bet Jason Kelsey's on this list. I bet he's like in the 60s. If LeBron James retired today, called up Cleveland and said, I will play tight end for the Browns, he would be the best tight end in the NFL immediately. Top five. He's no Travis Kelsey. Hey, way to be the best at what no one's competing at. That's Travis Kelsey. Number four, I got your man crush. Not Garner Minshew. Derrick Henry. But Tom Brady. Oh, my gosh. You're talking about number one. The boy. My list has Derrick Henry at 11. No, Derrick Henry's number five. Derrick Henry is five on your list? Yes, but he's also number five in real life. He's a – your list doesn't even have him in the top ten? Eleven. Your, all right, your list was written by some East Coast bias, ignorant fool. That, that could be true. Because I'm telling you. Derrick Henry is the highest ranked running back. Yeah. As he should be. If you were to take a machine, what's a good name for machine? A tank and put it in human form? He is that. Yeah, I'm not arguing with that. I think he's easily the best running back in football. And a lot of people are like, run games, don't, running backs don't matter anymore. It's, you can't go between the tackles. And sure do in December. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you, Vital. Three out of the four top players in the NFL on this list are quarterbacks. Spoiler alert, we already gave you number Spoiler one, alert. Patrick Spoiler Mahomes. Alert. Four, Tom Brady. Three, Aaron Rodgers. So that only leaves one player left on my list. And I think this is also a no-brainer. Who, you could make an argument that Los Angeles Rams defensive end, Aaron Donald, is the best player in football. I refuse to even recognize that. I'm just going to spitball some cool nicknames for Derrick Henry. Number one, King Henry. Number two, Henry I Am. Number three, uh, big old winner. Because he's the best. Henry the eighth first down in a row. That's so good. You're welcome. That's like Derrick Henry needs more attention, not just from this show, from every sports talk show in the world, but then someone who thinks they're so hip and cool with football, the the hipster of football. Uh, you, if you look at Aaron Donald's uh, statistics, when he has one hand in the dirt versus when he has two hands on the dirt, and by the way, he covers passes, you are a loser. He's an interior lineman that had 13 and a half sacks. That's insane. People, he gets double teamed. You double team Aaron Donald, and then your two guys on the wing get single teamed and run after the quarterback like maniacs. If you buy a 99 jersey and wear it around in public, you're the type of guy who gets in a fist fight at the state fair. That I'm not going to disagree with. You're the type <laughs> of guy that I'm afraid to go to your vendor booth at the flea market. Because if you're an Aaron Donald fan, I know you're not rational. I know your head doesn't work in a way that you can be reasoned with, because you're crazy. You're full-on crazy if you think Aaron Donald has any sort of validity in a top-ten list of skill. You know my stance on people with two first names? Yes. 
I don't trust him. No, you can't. But I trust Aaron Donald. <laughs> and besides Patrick Mahomes, I think he's the best player in NFL, and I don't think it's close. What about Derek Hammer and Hank Henry? Yeah, he's the best running back in the NFL. He's the best football player in the NFL that's not Tom Brady. Wouldn't go that far. You know who's going to go that far? The Tennessee Titans with him. It's always, the, it's always the quarterbacks. They have a stud quarterback now that they have Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill is a joke in Miami because all the running backs were no buns. I can't name. Who's, who's the running back in Miami? I'm not joking. Except for the Chiefs, the Titans might have the best skill position players in the NFL. A.J. Brown. Julio Jones and Derrick Henry. That's scary for any defense to game plan against. He had 10 games with 100, and of those 10 games with 100, three of them he had 200. Yeah, it's not fair. Did Aaron Donald stop him? No. They ran away from him, that's why. Also, Vital, I know we have to go to break, so I'm sorry. One time Derrick Henry stiff-armed a guy, and then he retired from the NFL. That's also true. That the guy where he stiffed arm and knocked him over? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And that guy's out of football. I assume he's out of football. I guess I don't yeah. really know wow. that. They used to call it posterizing. Now it's just he's he's getting gifed. Yeah. Oh, you got Henry all over you. <laughs> We're past the break. I'll get the sponsors when we get back. Ninety five point nine FM, AM six ten, the sports animal. Back on the program. I was trying to find this ESPN plus article. During the break on uh, like big predictions for the NFL, I was going to do a bunch of quick hitters. And it's one of those ESPN Plus articles. Are you familiar with that? Uh, plus, yes. Uh, like no th- article is inter- interesting enough to pay for. Right. Yeah. So I have Braden Ortega's login. Nice. Which he apparently changed the password for. Oh. So we're going to need to have a talk with him off air. How dare him. Don't care for that at all. Lee Corso, 86, is back on College Game Day. You a fan of that? 86? Is that like his Twitter handle, or is he 86 years old? 86 years old. Okay. Yeah, of course. Do it till he can't do it anymore. I agree. I really like Kurt Herbstreet. I think he's very good. Oh, he's so good at that. He's very good. 49ers, these are just quick hitters. We're going around the NFL. 49ers are refusing to name a starter literally refusing you got to start jimmy g you have to he makes he makes too much money yeah and if you know trey lance is the future which he is he's a very talented dude he needs a lot more time to develop and if you want to get any kind of trade value out of jimmy g you have to start him and you have to be successful he would do very well on a, on a team like buffalo no carson wentz wouldn't they love to have jimmy g right now colts well, they if they wait just 10 short weeks from today and be in week nine of the NFL season, they can get Phillip Rivers after he gets done coaching high school football because he won his debut last night for wherever he's coaching at or whatever he's doing. Man, I'm so happy for Phillip Rivers that he quit for one day, quit impregnating his wife oh, gosh. for one day to coach football. Coaching in Alabama. He's, is he going for a baker's dozen kids? How many? He's got double-digit kids, correct? I believe he has more than eight. He has eight Pro Bowls. Is that what you were thinking about? <laughs> I'm not thinking about that. 
He leads the St. Michael. Nine. Yeah. The next he, one's going to be ten. He's about he, to hit double digits. He might have a kid that's already ready to play in the NFL, that right? Could be and, this, and this article is from 2020. He might have another kid by now. Philip Rivers led St. Michael Catholic Cardinals to a 49-0 victory on a night that Philip Rivers described as special. Yeah, okay. So, you know, whenever you like, have you ever coached, man? Yeah, sure. If I tell you, you ever coached? Yeah. And it's like, you know, when you're like, hey, like my wife or my mom's in the stands. The Rivers have a section for all the kids. Yeah. They have to have two booths. They have to have two suites because all those kids can't even fit in one. Apparently, Philip Rivers' dad was also a high school coach, so that's fun, following the footsteps. Or two kids have to stay home, and they rotate them throughout the season. Our suite only holds eight. Mom has to show up, so two kids got to stay home. Your boy Bill Belichick has the back of Cam Newton. As he said, Cam Newton didn't violate any team rules as it relates to COVID-19 protocol, and there was a misunderstanding. It says everyone should not misunderstand. Don't misunderstand the misunderstanding. That's what he said. Okay. That's he a does, classic bill. Newton's absence, obviously, from the team. You is, know, I've been hearing a lot in the news about Cam Newton, and, the, you know, it's just, it's, it was a misunderstanding, and I don't, I don't want the press to, to misunderstand the misunderstanding about our, our quarterback, Cam Newton. Well, he did say a couple weeks ago that Cam was their guy, so. He should be. You got to give him a shot. No, this leaves the door wide open. Give it to Mac Jones. I'm over Cam Newton. I thought he was the best thing ever when he was the best thing ever. Give him another shot. I don't care about him anymore. Two years removed from his shoulder surgery. He finally has a good team around him. You got to really give him one more shot. Good offensive line. This is the last chance, though, right? If you give him a shot and he yeah. fails this year, that's it. I think you give him the Johnson & Johnson shot, and then you don't have to worry about it anymore. Well, he probably needs two Johnson & Johnson shots. Three, I hear. Yeah. You going to get your booster in the same arm that you got your regular shot? No, nah, I'm going butt cheek this time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Buffalo Bills, the aforementioned activated wide receiver Cole Beasley from the reserve COVID-19 list yesterday alongside some teammates. All of them tested negative, so that's good. Yeah. You don't want anyone to be How about sick. that? Yeah. How about them ex-Cowboys? Uh, mark the date and time, 8-28-21. You're going to read this Cole Beasley story multiple times this year. Sure. Get ready for deja vu COVID articles. That's real. Sure. I'm a big fan of success stories, and I think a team that is um, very good at creating an environment that gives players a second chance and a team that is very good that accepts struggle is the Las Vegas Raiders. I think just culturally and historically they've done an excellent job at that. Defensive end Max Crosby says he is now, as of yesterday, 18 months sober. Oh, that's great. From his stay in rehab last offseason. So that's incredible. Alcoholism is no joke. That's no that's that's a sickness. That's an addiction. Sure. So Davis and the Raiders family. Obviously, giving him every opportunity to be successful. And that's the so, thing. So, kudos to him. Yeah. 
But also, if you're going to get a disease, isn't that the one you want to get? Alcoholism? Yeah. No, no, it destroys. Yeah? Yeah. Not just yourself. I mean, would you rather have, like, for example, AIDS or, like... I would I would rather have zero diseases. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the number one choice. Yeah. Like, first round pick of what you want is no diseases. Yeah. But if you're going to get a disease, like, alcoholism's a good one. No! Wait, will you stop saying that? It makes you, like... My disease, alcoholism, it makes me, you know, fun to be around and, you know, confident and gets me laid. What? Alcoholism. No. You're talking about, like, you're just talking about drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm talking about, the. this is a, this is a very cold take. It's not a good stance to take? No. If, hey. I haven't looked at the rest of the candidates, but in the lifelong disease draft, alcoholism is going to be a very high pick. No, it is not. It's going off the board early. Of like lifelong diseases. Yeah, like multiple sclerosis. Would you rather be no alcoholic or have multiple sclerosis? This is not there. This is not a would you rather. <laughs> yes, this is exactly a would you rather. In my nonsensical hypothetical scenario of a disease draft, alcoholism goes very high in the draft. I would say the most prominent disease in my life is your friendship. Oh, that's for sure. That would be a lottery pick. Here's what I want. I want people to live their real purpose. That's what I want. Naturally. And for Max Crosby, that is not alcoholism. Like, you forever are an alcoholic, right? But, like, to be able to, like, put that in perspective and control it and help others. Right. Now, I'm not making light of alcoholism. I'm comparing it to other ones. I cannot imagine the pressure that is like the spotlight of the NFL. Sure. You worked your whole life for it. Now you're at the top of the mountain and the pressure's never been higher. And also, like, we regularly talk about the guys that are like solidified and don't necessarily have a ton of worry professionally. Like they, they're going to receive their money and they're going to receive like their accreditations and blah, blah, blah. That's not what Max Crosby is. Max Crosby is I have to work every day in my life as hard as I possibly can, or I'm not going to make it. And it's a lifelong battle. You don't just beat it and you're done. Addiction is a lifelong battle. Life's easier when your days are good days. And, like, you know the things you have to do to get there. Anyways. Congratulations to he for doing so very well on his return. Let's grab a break. Today's varsity is the varsity of celebrity feuds we'd like to see end in boxing matches. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with your boys in the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing a game with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, boys. We had a good one. We were here all week. And you guys called a lot and texted a lot. So maybe it's okay we didn't we didn't get together so much today. From the texter, not everyone loves it. Not everyone. 
I'm okay with that. I didn't catch that. Yeah, that's all right. So our varsity, our I-9 varsity today, man. Celebrity feuds, okay? I-9 varsity is brought to you by I-9 Sports. Connect with them at League Office 280 and i9sports.com. Or I just 505-312-4999. Get registered today. What's that, man? I just opened the text line. I haven't looked at it in a couple segments. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's very funny. Yeah. It's very funny. Okay. The varsity of celebrity feuds that we'd like to see in in boxing matches, okay? Yes. All right, you go first. I'm going to go Amber Heard versus either Ronda Rousey or Holly Holm. Okay, those are good. Amber Heard deserves a real good whooping. Mm-hmm. Now, do Holly Holm, does Holly Holm hate her? I don't know. There's not a real rivalry there. Okay, so. But I was thinking more that Amber Heard got to beat up Johnny Depp all the time and got away with it. With, so, with no real consequences whatsoever. Okay. So now she gets to get beat up by somebody. And I, I like that. No recourse. I'm going three-way boxing match between Jay Leno, David Letterman, and Conan O'Brien. Strong. Yeah, I would like. <laughs> strong work. That's a good one. Yeah, I would like for that to happen. If you remember, like, at or near 45 years ago, all three of them are at the top of the talk show game. All three now retired. And I'd like to see them just beat each other up. I'm also going with a multiple-person smart death match. And all the Kardashians. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do they have beef with each other? They always do. You're only naming people you want to see get beat up. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you, you figured me out pretty fast here, Fred. And you're like, oh, they love each other. Why would they fight? And just say, only one of you gets to be famous. And they, gonna, they love fame way more than they love the relationship with their family. So they're going to really go at it. So I want to see a death match with all the Kardashians. That's a good one. How about Charles Barkley and Shaq? Yeah, that's a very good one. Excellent answer. Or how about Dennis Rodman against Meta World Peace? Mm, I didn't know they hated each other. I'd like to see Ron Artest versus Meta World yeah, Peace. Yeah, there you go. Even better. <laughs> I'm into the cat fight that could be Shannon Doherty versus Alyssa Milano versus Jeannie Garth. All stars of the former WB show Charmed. And at one time, all spent time on Beverly Hills 90210. I would be into that. I'd like to see those girls just beat each other up. That's good. That's a date of, dated reference, but a very strong one. I think it's a very good one. Very good. And I have no idea whether or not these people have beef, but I'd like to see Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. Okay. Yeah. Just to see who gets to That'd wear the moniker. Yeah, because they're so similar. Yeah. And they're so atrocious to listen to, rapping and just talking, like in a Highlander-style there can only be one finale. Cardi B versus Nicki Minaj. Uh, what about the ostracized Kim Cattrall from the other cat? The rest of the cast with Sex in the City. I'd like to see the three-on-one handicap where they just just to stomp her for trying to just destroy the show. Another strong one. You're doing very well. Thank you. Due to their age and physicality, this wouldn't be. Very fun to watch. 
because it'd be a quick bout. I think they would both die of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. But how about Harvey Weinstein versus Bill Cosby? Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be, be pr- prison rules. Definitely prison rules. Um, you're going to have to know a little bit about Star Wars to get this one. Anthony Daniels versus Kenny Baker. <laughs> so C-3PO and R2-D2 just have hated each other for, well, well, at least they hated each other a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So the actors who played R2-D2 and C-3PO, I would like to see just duke it out. C-3PO is a a hospitality robot. He doesn't know how to hate R2-D2. But I think R2 definitely hates C-3PO because he is wildly annoying. Did Naomi Campbell and Tyra Banks ever make up? Box it out. I don't know. Okay, you ready? Are you going to say Donald Trump versus Rosie O'Donnell? God, you're so close. <laughs> you're so close. Donald Trump Jr. Okay. Versus Hunter Biden. Okay, that's a oh, good one. Oh, that's a good yeah. one. That's like the most dude my dad owns a dealership <laughs> people ever. Aretha Franklin versus Dion Warwick. Okay. <laughs> Do you want to watch that one? Okay. That one's timeless. They've been throwing shade for... Like 50 years. I did not know that. That it's a one. I assume they were friends. No. That was a, a bad assumption. Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. You know what they say about people who make assumptions. Yeah. Makes an ass out of you an umption. You versus the Catholic Church. What about that? Yeah. Like me personally? Yes. Okay. Van Nunley. How about Elon Musk versus Jeff Bezos? Yeah, that's the one that has to be the one. Yeah. Those two guys can create world peace and cure hunger, cure homelessness, but they don't. Either one of these dorks can become Batman whenever they want, and they don't. So Elon Musk versus Jeff Bezos. I think that's a very good one. The one that started it all was Taylor Swift versus Kanye, which I think is a very good one. But it's not as good as Taylor Swift versus, like, everyone in the world who hates her. Yeah. I put that Taylor number Smith one. versus her haters. Allegedly, The Rock and Vin Diesel don't get along. Really? Yeah, I didn't know. I would have just assumed they're family. I also would have assumed that. <laughs> <laughs> like, early childhood me is, like... I need Britney versus Christina. I need Madonna versus Lady Gaga. Those are the ones I would want, but I don't think there's actual like issue between those individuals. Like childhood me would probably want to see like back alley prison rules, Big Bird versus Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bart versus Millhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's something when you like abandon a friendship. Just give up on it. Or Bert and Ernie versus Kermit and Oscar the Grouch. I don't think that Kermit and Oscar are a traditional tag team. Exactly. Good program today. Probably my favorite so far. Michael, enjoy your next two days off. Thank you very much. I'll see you guys next week. And thank you for the con- constructive criticism on the text line. We, we take it to heart. We take notes. So please, continue. It just says you suck. Yeah. 
Not a lot to draw from that. Hey, Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln said it the best. If you don't have haters, you're not doing it right. Any final words, man? <laughs> Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you on Monday, Burke.